When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I tune in to hear the hysteria <laughs> and the insanity. Mackey and Judd. Now we need to work on that. On 1500 ESPN. They call him Superstar. He's dumb, 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 dumb. A muscle-bound meathead. He's dumb, 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 dumb. He was a long snapper. He's dumb, 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 dumb. I snap in '98. He's dumb, 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 dumb. He's on the air right now. He's dumb, 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 dumb. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. Hey, Songs by the U-Log star, Volume 3. Volume 3 will make an appearance next week. We will unveil our third Christmas album on Mackie and Judd. Those are good songs. Those are classics. <laughs> those are those are stocking stuffer classics. They really are. And um, yeah. Did you uh, understand the meaning behind that one? I understand it pretty well. I'll, I'll, the only thing I have to understand uh, out of anything that comes out of your mouth is that I just have your wife uh, on. She's on speed dial, and I can call her right away. Mm-hmm. Well, again, and, those, and so, those are the guys that called you dumb in that song. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, Dave <laughs> didn't write do any of the lyrics for <laughs> any of our songs, clearly. I am bothered by the fact that, that yeah. you came in here today yeah. to join us in studio and yeah. had to hear that right off the no, bat. No, I, I, I enjoy it. I would think that there was something wrong with David. Uh, if that wasn't the kind of uh, a song he would play, or the way he treated me, or uh, you know, um, anything else, I mean, he, if he's not negative, there's something wrong with Dave. Yeah. There's something wrong with him. You know, Dave came in. I, I love the the sheer joy on Dave's face. Like I had about a five minute period where I just started ripping coworkers off the air this morning. Just like I teed off on like three coworkers, just spazzed, and I said. And Dave just had this gleeful look on his face. He was yes, just... you're salty. <laughs> yes, let everyone have it. <laughs> Join me. We're on the same page, finally. Star, I think we need to make a new rule in the NFC. I told this this to Judd off the top of the show. New rule in the NFC after yesterday. All right. And after the last few weeks. If you think your team is good, or if you think your team is hot, if you think your offense is on fire, or you're ramping up for the playoffs... Withhold judgment about your team until they face the Vikings. Because the Vikings are the bar right now in the NFC. And the Vikings are the litmus test. The St. The Louis. The Los Angeles Rams a few weeks ago. Yep. 40 points per game on the road and, and dominating teams for a month until they ran into the Vikings. The Matt Stafford uh, Lions on Thanksgiving. They had won like three games in a row back in the playoff picture. 
And then Matthew Stafford looked like a high school quarterback against Mike Zimmer's defense. And the Falcons, three games in a row, they win. They're scoring 30 points. Uh, Julio Jones, 200-plus yards receiving the week before. Home game for them. Right back in the playoff mix. Let's wait to see what you look like when you play the Vikings. Like The Vikings are that team that you measure yourself against now in the NFC at 10-2. and And they are the number one team, the number one seed right now in the NFC with the Eagles losing last night. Um, Yeah, they are, I guess, what you would call a shutdown defense. I mean, you've heard of you've heard of Xavier Rhodes. His reputation as being a shutdown corner. I mean, I think I think we kind of have a shutdown defense right now. I mean, you hit the wall pretty quick, and you might get your one scripted drive out of us uh, in the beginning, and and then uh, then Zimmer, you can hear the gears turning in there, and he's adjusting on the fly. First first half, we're not going to wait till mm-hmm. halftime. We're going to start doing something now, and I'll be darned. I mean, the air brakes come on, and that's the last you see of some. Uh, Great play where they wedge you right up the middle and, and take it, you know, 25, 30 yards on a, on a running play and then a nice little dump across the middle and now they're in the end zone. You're like, wow, the wheels just came off. No, we just had, we didn't see that coming, so we'll figure that out. That's the beauty of it. No one gets rattled either. The offense goes out, mm-hmm. they answer the bell, and they come back with their own drive. Put one in the end zone or they, they're behind for a little while in the game. Yesterday they fell behind 9-7. to seven. And uh, you know, after their third, oh, their third field goal, yeah, and and so and so, you finally come back, and it's a hard fought game. We knew it was going to be a hard fought game, but you know, we had to work for two touchdowns, and that was enough to win it because the defense only allows nine. And I mean, if they'd kicked that that last one, it would have been fourteen twelve more than likely. Yeah. So explain to me this, Michael, as so- someone who uh, played for this team starting in what 92, 91? 91, yeah. 91, okay. Explain how should we feel about the fact that this is the first time that I can recall, and the Vikings in your time here, they've had a couple defenses pop up and be good. So so it good. hasn't been awful. Mm-hmm. But how should we feel about the fact that this really harkens back to the 70s and and that for the first time, I mean, 98 was an unbelievably fun offense. And that defense wasn't bad, but you but you also didn't say, oh, this defense is incredible. 2009 was Favre. How should we feel about this team now? Because I, I think a lot of our trepidation has been brought on through the years by the fact that offenses get to the playoffs and things can go very wrong. The Vikings yesterday, to me, gave us a blueprint for what, what a playoff game would look like from their end, and it's a damn good blueprint. And it doesn't start with offense. The The offense did what they had to do, but it starts with the fact that that defense, basically, as you just said, it doesn't panic, it shuts people down, and it adjusts so quickly that they might have a good drive, but they're not getting three good drives. No, they're not. So they're so really how, not. how should we feel differently about this team compared to the team I mean, that you've seen? <clears throat> I think I think that you have to just look at it for what it is this year because all every team is different. It all starts brand new, new, new personnel, new coaches a lot of the time. Um, Maybe a new philosophy if you get a new head coach, but certainly this guy Zimmer, his philosophy with defense is um, is, is a pretty good uh, uh, barometer of what you're getting now. Uh, they they're playing rock solid defense. Uh, I don't think you have to worry too much about it unless you get injured uh, coming down the stretch here in, in the month of December. So, but if you look at it in terms of some of the players and some of the talent, I think we're probably ahead of any talent we've had in the last. That's been a long time, talent wise. I can't remember how far that back that would take you. Probably, probably back to uh, the Keith Millard, Joey Browner, that that defense where it's uh, Dolman, Millard, Hank Thomas, um, and whomever you want to put in there in the middle. But they had a pretty good defense. 
Um, and then you take some of the mediocre defenses or the Williams wall and all that other stuff. I mean, this this defensive line, they've got it ramped up as heavy as the as the Williams wall ever did. Mm-hmm. You got Linval Joseph is a monster. And Tom Johnson's a monster. You got uh, Stefan, you got interchangeable parts, Brian Robinson, you got uh, the man child, Daniil Hunter, <laughs> Everson Griffin, and you can just keep going. There are more than that, if you really think about it. We're deep. So you have to hand it to the front front office for putting this kind of team together. Not only did they do it, they did it pretty quickly in the way they found this talent pool uh, of offensive linemen, of defensive linemen, and depth. Yeah, there's a certain chiseled feel to this team that you didn't quite have with the 98 team and the, and the 09 team. There was a little bit more finesse, a little bit more reliance on offense, 98 for, for sure, and then 2009, it was a run-stopping defense. Uh, this team, it just, it, it travels so well. Like, everything they do, you can take it anywhere. You can put it in a suitcase, you can go to Seattle if you need to, you can... You know, go wherever you need to go. Go to go to New Orleans if you need to. You're not just reliant on. Well, we got to score 30 today, guys, or it, yeah. or it ain't going to happen. And that's yeah. the way it felt sometimes in '98, sometimes in 2009. Here, it's like, hey, you know, sometimes 17 points is going to be enough. Go yeah. win the game, 17 yeah. 13. Yeah. Have you ever like the, the game yesterday? Like you were saying, they were losing in the third quarter, and they only won by five points, but it never felt in doubt. Never, it, it felt like they were up doubt. by two touchdowns the entire time. When they took when they took that ball in the third quarter and ran eight and a half minutes off on a fifteen play drive, and said, "We not only have a good thing going here, we've got you guys figured out defensively, and here we come, and we're going to put it in the end zone." And that's what we that's what we had to do at the time, and that's what we did. I like the way this team is built on toughness too. I, the ninety eight offense was glitzy, glamorous. It was it was flash. It was all Denny Green, Flash, and Brian Billick. This one is just marching down the field, plodding along. Taking what a defense gives you, <clears throat> throwing it to a really good pair of hands out there in Thielen or Diggs or Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I mean, I think that you've got a really special kind of toughness built in. I mean, they run the ball pretty hard when they get after it. This offensive line was built literally overnight. It's amazing to see what they've done. I just have five guys. The story is unbelievable. You got five guys that have never played a single down together, all five at the same time. Until the first snap against the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. First snap ever. That's it's unheard of. It's you, you can't make that up. Yeah. They start playing better and better and better. They've only lost one in the process, Mike Remmers. And in steps Hill. And then we got Isadora stepping in for uh, a Nick Easton from time to time. But really, those have been the only two Nicks um that we've had all season long to the offensive line. And we've stayed in uh you know, all five of those guys for the most part have been Playing the all the all the downs. That first touchdown drive to me was so impressive, because Keenum came out and didn't play great. Mike, he, he wasn't bad, but he was not great. And you got a short field and the play calling nine play drive, seven runs, including a thirty yard run by Murray that got you to the two yard line, and then your second pass is is the touchdown pass uh, to McKinnon. That to me is play calling. Like we now take that for granted. And we're like, oh, yeah, of course they move down. But that's not, and of course, you're going against a good defense on the road, and you're going to have to score a couple touchdowns, right? That touchdown to is is where all these components, the play calling and the players and the formula are coming together because your quarterback wasn't playing great. You got seven runs. You mixed in two passes, and the second one is the touchdown pass. That That's the difference. That's where you, you get frustrated with coordinators sometimes, and sometimes you say, okay, this is why I get frustrated. 
because Shermer's play calling makes perfect sense. And it was really, really adept. Incredible, incredible balance. If he's not getting what he wants, he's got a couple plays that he can throw, you know, ripple in something, make him look at something else for a while. Mm -hmm. And players good enough to make it work for three or four or five yards and keep the chains moving while he figures out the next pass that he wasn't able to get. But it seems like he's buying himself time throughout the game to figure out something new to try. He's got a playbook open for the for the entire team, including Case Keenum, that uh, he knows he can go to. So it's 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 really fun to see him go to a screen, a bubble screen out to the left side. It's stuffed. We talked about it yesterday, but he came back again. Play action, naked boot right, throwback left, bubble screen again, just to see if are you guys paying attention or not. Because here it is again, but it's a different look. They they actually they 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 ran the play down, but it was a it was a good cross check to see what Pat Shermer was thinking at the time. It was kind of a good thing to see. I wonder if they know that we're lined up differently. Let's see what they do, how they react to it. It was fun to see yeah. two bubble screens left off 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 a, off a naked boot though right. You don't see that very often anymore. It's calculus. There is a lot of arithmetic being done around here for a long time, and it's 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 defense calculus, it's offensive calculus, and it's 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 fun to watch. It is fun. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you guys have uh, any thoughts, we can open up the Vikings vent lines here with superstar Mike Morris hanging out. Vikings the one seed. Twins anonymous. What's going on, man? No, I don't know why you guys got to be so harsh on Superstar with the Christmas song there. <laughs> I like it. I kind of like it. I'm going to add another verse. I tell you what, I'm honored to talk to the second greatest long snapper in Vikings history. <laughs> Who's the first one, Nick? No, all the others are tied. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Nice. Oh. That was uncalled for. Oh. Love it. That was a nice setup, too. You played me just right on that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. Would you? How, where would you throw Brody Hefner Lydiard in the mix? You know, just enough, Morris. Quit running your mouth, all right? <laughs> he, had the, he had one year between myself and Colin Leffler. I tell you what, these guys went easy on you. Yeah, they did. For the Christmas song. Anyway, Mike, here's what I want to ask you. Uh, Spoken like a genius. Oh, you're going to go after somebody else's intellect? I am. I, from I, am. I understand. From what I understand, it takes you an hour and a half to watch 60 Minutes. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Wow. It's pretty good. You sat right. there and you had to think up somebody else's joke for uh, before you called, right? That's that's never been said before. But you're uh, good. Go sorry. ahead. You you think you're on What's a roll. Up, so what do you got for us? Can can I have the floor, please, Morris? Can Go ahead, please, please. Uh, you got it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Um, Very well. It seems the Vikings are really rallying around Keenum, and it seems like they really are, you know, running through the proverbial wall for him. Is there anybody that you played with that kind of had that same vibe? And conversely, uh, guys that wouldn't even like reach down and give a hand to give a hand to a guy to help him back up because they didn't care to play with him. You know, I, I you know, I, I I had a great team that I played with that uh, pretty much every single one of them uh, were out to to contribute. I mean, we were a bunch of uh, characters in the locker room. Judd would probably attest to that, being in there all the time. There but, characters, all right. Well, I mean, you know, when it came to football and getting between the hashes, everyone lined up pretty tough and played pretty tough, and we were all in it together at that point. I mean, you have to be. And that offense is uh, – that, that's that's enough to speak for itself, I think, that offense that, that from some of those teams I played on. But uh, as far as, you know, digging deep, making sure you got open, holding your block a little longer, running a little harder, 
I don't think you ever had to question anyone's effort level on that team that I played for. Uh, you know, the, the defense was a little bit vanilla, chalkboard, not not many frills, but Foge Fazio got the most out of them, and uh, I think they they held up. I mean, fifteen wins is not bad. You know, it's it, it holds up pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think too with Case Keenum, what you what you sort of see is. There's a reason why he went undrafted after putting up crazy numbers in college. Because NFL scouts thought, ah, the accuracy is not there. He's not a very big guy size-wise. All these like scouting things that you would see. But the hardest part about evaluating quarterbacks coming out of college to the NFL is, above the shoulders, you get 15 minutes face time at the combine. You're not going to get a whole lot of honest evaluation about whether a guy is a great leader, whether he can study film, and all those things. Whether he's a grinder, I mean, you just have to sort of roll the dice on some of those those components. And Keenum is showing all of that with the Vikings this season. The leadership and all the things that you would consider intangibles and immeasurables. He's showing all those things. Every single one of those. I think the important thing too is the subtraction of some players. I think there's a I think there's a feeling of unity that didn't exist in that in that room for a long, long time because there were certain people who had to get the ball a lot and they're gone now. Let, let's keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. You're up against the clock. Let's come back more with Mike Morris, Mackie and Judd, ten and two Vikings. The Mackie and Judd show rolls on. That's right, sports fans. This is fifteen hundred. ESPN. I thought the drive there at the end, you know, there's four-minute drive that we had at the end of the ball game to, to put it away was a, was a huge uh, game, a big big test of our wills to be able to, you know, run the ball for first downs with Latavius being physically running and, uh, you know, and then the third down catch by Adam and, and the throw by Case was big. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us. We can open up phone lines for uh, your thoughts and opinions on this Vikings team, 651-646-8255. 877-615-1500 Vikings Ventline on demand if you missed it from yesterday 1500ESPN.com Star, we were talking about this earlier as well the Vikings and the Eagles are tied at the top of the NFC sort of upstart teams, they missed the playoffs last year and then what makes the NFC playoff bracket potentially so much fun compared to the AFC you've got this who's who of teams from the 3 seed all the way down to like the 8th seed of Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks or Super Bowl champions, Breeze, Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Ryan. You've got Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers in that mix. And even the Dallas Cowboys aren't aren't completely dead yet. And neither is Aaron Rodgers and the, if, if they run the table and get to 10 and 6. So the regardless of who's in and who's out, the NFC playoff picture is going to be brutal but super fun. Oh, it's you know it's it's going to be uh, it always is, and it's because the cream rises to the top, and then it even plays better in the playoffs. When you put everything on the line uh, with great athletes, and there aren't any bad players on any of these teams, but uh, it's how they're coached, it's what they what they comprehend, and how they execute uh, those game plans that determines whether or not you're going to win or lose those games. But but when you put it all, all on the line and you say, uh, guess what? It's one and done. No more games to play after today if we don't win. A lot of things happen then. A lot of things happen. Some people choke, and some people keep playing on, and 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 actually encourage um, that they give them the ball more often. You know, they they just thrive on that. So it's going to be fun to see. I mean, I, I I watched the game last night, and the guys that were doing the it was Collinsworth and uh, Michael yeah, Michaels. Yeah. They were they were commenting about Minnesota, and they said, "What do you think?" Everyone chuckles. What do you think of the Vikings and Case Keenum? They, they don't chuckle. know what to do with it. They chuckle. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what are you laughing about? I mean, look at the numbers. No I'm one like, knows what to do with it because yes. it's it's case yes. Keenum. It's awkward for well, I mean, it took us a while and, to figure out what is this. And, and it's based on on this too, gents. 
look at the amount of noon starts. This team's not in prime time for the most part. Thanksgiving, but if you look at, at this, this team for, for the national pundits is very difficult to assess. It is. Because unless you unless you find somewhere to go watch a noon start, they're basically on at noon on Sundays. Right. So so Good point. and and a year from now, they're gonna have two Sunday night games, a Monday night game or two. But but because they came up such a disappointing year, they got thrown into that noon slot. And so so the national people are seeing them perhaps on red zone and stuff. But this team is not being seen consistently by anyone who covers the, the league for a national basis, I don't think. It's 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 a, a great point. I, I just think it's amazing to think that the announcers are it's a it's an awkward moment for them. They wanted to say Bridgewater. They want to say Bradford. But they have to they have to put up with Keenum because that's all they got. And just so happens they've run eight straight. And I'm get you know, I'm guessing I, what is the longest streak by a Minnesota Viking team? Is it is it nine? Uh I don't know what the longest one is, but it's the longest one since you guys in nineteen ninety eight. Right. right. I I'm I'm not so sure how many we've actually run as a team for, as a franchise. Case Keenum could be that guy that <laughs> takes you takes you to the promised land, you know. Some of the, some of the guys that uh, he's matching right now, down for down, and with the ratings that have played here before in the past over the last four games, I mean, it, it ranks right up there. It ties with he went past Dante Culpepper and he was tied by Brett Favre in in his efficiency right now. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's not uh, bad. By the way, we should have given you a warning. This is our fault. Uh, it's a it's a first time warning offense. You in the last three minutes. This is a Bridgewater free zone. Through the rest of the week. Oh, it is okay. We will, okay, we, we have had the quarterback conversation here for for the last four to five yeah, weeks. You're right. It's Case Keenum's world. It is, and and so from this point forward, anytime anyone says Teddy Bridgewater's name on this radio show, what happens. Oh, Judd, I see a five spot. Judd, That's Judd's for me. already donated a five spot here. Uh, it's it's kind of like a swear jar, except it's a Teddy jar, and we love Teddy, but we Case do. Case Keenum is the quarterback. Down payment right here. It's star. kind of it's kind of funny though. I think that it probably has a lot to do behind the scenes with the chemistry between those two quarterbacks. See, I did that, uh, where they're helping each other out quite a bit. Who's helping Case? Oh, just that other quarterback. Okay, yeah, the number five guy. Okay, Bradford. Uh, no, I, I is Sam I Bradford back? You know I... What? No, I, his his number is not five. Okay, you know that's a good point. Chloe. Yeah. Um, what I meant to say was uh, uh, Chad Mays. I I know it's it's don't, been a, don't yeah. mention Chad May. <laughs> Chad May. I, I always feel bad for I, him I was, when you mention the when you talk about Chad May. Yeah, well, he has convulsions when I talk about him too. Trust me, what we did to him. But I, I this is amazing uh, to watch the whole thing happen. It, you can't say enough about the way the the efficiency of this offense. I mean, however plotting it is. Just down the field stuff without mistakes. That's that's what it is. It's like an old man hitting a ball down the down the middle of the fairway, two twenty, two forty. And that's what it was. Second yesterday. shots on the green. But sometimes it's like it's big throws too. Yesterday the Falcons must have gone in saying, All right, you're not you're not gonna go beyond twenty, twenty five yards. So Case Keenum just dissected the Case Keenum completed all of his passes nineteen yards and in through the air and only had one incompletion in that range. And this isn't a guy known for his great accuracy throughout his career, and it's just everything is aligning. And and the play calling as the game went on was adjusted more and more for that, that, that too. So the Thielen, when they showed Thielen down the field open and, and he missed him, that would have been a big deal, except they said, okay, let's get around that. How do we do it? Short passing game. Let's take one quick call here. Uh, Howard has been on hold. What's up, Howard? You're on the show. 
First of all, 1969, they ran off 12 in a row. Wow. That's the record. Wow. Second, second thing, six weeks ago, I told you this is a good as defense as I've seen since Baltimore. And the biggest difference is Baltimore had a killer middle linebacker, and we just have a very good middle linebacker, but ours isn't sitting in jail. The real question <laughs> comes... Or should have sat in jail. The real question comes, are we seeing a, ter- a changing of the guard in the NFL? Whether there's three or four or five Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the NFL, we're now seeing teams, especially in the NFC, saying we're going to build with defense and have a good quarterback. Obviously, the Rams have a decent quarterback, and I'll even say Wentz is a good quarterback in Philadelphia, but I wouldn't call them Hall of Famers, and they're in contention. The Saints finally got smart and got a defense, and Seattle's done it with Wilson as good as Wilson is. They've done it on defense. And, and let's maybe give credit to Spielman, mm-hmm. realizing he's not getting a top-four quarterback, builds on defense for the last two years, and has a team that can stay. While you have other franchises, like in Chicago or Cleveland, who can't get any traction at all trying to build the way they are. They are. Spielman's smartest move was after Les Frazier saying, "What can I? What can I do in a division with uh, with Stafford, Cutler at the time, Rodgers? What can I do to win? Because I can't find that QB, and they're hard to find." Smartest move was hire Zimmer, establish a defense, and they drafted. Oh, what's his name? That guy that they took with the last pick from the uh, that trade that they made. With. Yeah, it is. A... Okay, they drafted him. If you say his name, it's a dollar. If you say his name, it's a dollar. Five dollars down. They drafted Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> There's numbers on that okay, bill that's right $2 there. Two dollars for Judd. They drafted him because they said he can run the offense with a defense that's that's this good. And the only difference now is Case Keenum is playing the role of number five. Basically, in my mind, it's the same thing. You could, as well as cases played, this is what they wanted, right? I think so. This is what they wanted for I mean, $3 now. Teddy Bridgewater. That's <laughs> three. Three violations. I got $5 it's down. a Teddy-free zone more here, that, okay? There's more where that came from. There's more where that came Your from. Your record is very much smeared, and it's only Monday. <laughs> anyway, that's my my thought is, Howard's right. They do deserve credit, though, for yeah. saying, how can we stop these teams? That's a, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. I mean, Spielman, you know, we've given him a bad time. You know, I've actually been kind of on board with him for the most part. He had some misses, but he's had some really good behind the behind the scenes, you know, undrafted people that he's taken a chance on that have worked out extremely well. Uh, and and just the depth on this team. The defensive, to get them all signed, keep them aboard, keep them all happy. Uh, the coaches know what to do with them. Uh, they, they brought them along. They brought them to another level, whether it's Thielen or whether it's, you know, Diggs, um, you know, Joseph was sort of a cast-off from the New York Giants, really, quite frankly. I, I mean, it was just amazing to see this unit come along the way it did. You take a chance on a guy like Anthony Barr, who only played two years as, as a defensive player in, at UCLA. I mean, look at what's going on. And it, He went to sleep for about a year or so, but he has certainly woke up. And uh, let's not even talk about Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he is, Rhodes has played extremely well. And uh, he's become that guy now. Everyone talks about him. Everyone talks about the matchup between him and Julio Jones yesterday. Yeah, everyone's talking about it nationally. And he won. They give him the absolute. How could they not give him the win? Oh, I he, mean, it, Julio two had catches, two catches, twenty-four yards. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on the Linval thing, it is amazing that the Giants didn't do more to keep him to in keep New York. Around, you know, yeah. if I were the Giants, I would hold that general manager accountable. I would hold that general manager accountable. I would fire him. Oh, wait, he got fired. Oh, wait, just a minute. Just a minute. Jerry Reese. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Dave, you got some questions for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, What do you want to ask us? 
football and cookies. Mm. Three of Star's favorite things right there. Uh, superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota has brand new 2018 Camrys. You should definitely check out before this holiday season. We're talking about upgraded technology on the interior, a sleek, sporty new look on the exterior, and just $199 a month on a 36-month lease with a very reasonable down payment. Let me talk more about the interior here. I, I love every two or three years the upgrades on these Toyotas. Uh, the Camry offers now an 8-inch multimedia touchscreen with intuitive pinch and zoom navigation controls for that familiar experience you get with your phone. And the Entune system speaks to your style with a customizable home screen and also an app suite that features, for instance, Yelp, uh, various audio apps, even Pandora, and uh, things that you could use to, to for navigation or, or book dinner reservations from your car. Go check out the upgraded 2018 Camry. My friends at Luther Brookdale Toyota 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard will help you out. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I tune in to hear the hysteria <laughs> and the insanity. Mackey and Judd. Now we need to work on that. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Oh, okay. Mackey and Judd. We'll keep that off-air conversation with Patrick Royce off the air so we don't get an FCC violation. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of other things. Oh, man. Uh, superstar Mike Morris is hanging out with us here. He's got two thumbs up. That's right. Who's got two thumbs and big muscles? This guy right, right here. Right here. You think I don't. And Dave Harrigan <laughs> has some questions for us. A lot of love given towards the Vikings today. Well deserved. Yet this email came in from Steve 12 minutes ago. Steve, huh? Yes, Steve. Okay. Calm down, boys. Peel the stats back, and you'll see the Vikes defense gives up the same amount of points as the other three NFC division leaders, and the others score 70 to 80 more points than the Vikes. We are one of the better NFC teams, but could easily get beat by any of the other leaders. I did look it up and did the math here right now. Eagles 361 points, 4 to 215 against. Rams 361 to 222. Saints 353 to 243. Meanwhile, the Vikings 285 points scored to 204. Point differentials are 146, 139, 110 for the other three. The Vikings just a plus 81. Does that give you pause on planning the Super Bowl parade, boys? Why or why not? I love how everything's always a black and white conversation. Like, like, hey, run differential guy. That's all you talked no, about sure. all year with the Of twins? course, it matters. But to say, like, like emailer Steve makes it sound like because we think the Vikings are really good and are at this point because of who they've beat recently, the measuring stick in the NFC, that we're saying zero percent chance the Eagles could beat the Vikings. Okay, like. That's what I heard. The Houston Astros <laughs> maybe had a, a 151 uh, run differential, and maybe the Yankees had a 120. In the Okay, they're all really good. And depending on the circumstances, and some of it, you know, the, the Eagles haven't played the schedule the Vikings had. So, of course, the Eagles are going to have a better point differential having not played some of the same opponents the Vikings have played. In fact, Judd found it in one of the tiebreaker uh, pieces of research that the, the, uh, the wins that the Vikings have had 
the opponent winning percentage is oh, like I've got it right. 15 or 20 percentage points higher than... I've got it right here. If you put together the current tiebreaker that gives the Vikings the advantage in the top seed is because the Eagles have played... Their wins have come against teams that have won a combined 42 games. Uh, the Vikings have uh, beaten teams that have won a combined 56. Okay. So it's not close. So, I mean, so that matters when it comes to point differential. And I would just say, regardless of how we feel about the Vikings, and we all think they can win the Super Bowl, the number six seed... In the NFC, whoever that winds up being, Seahawks, Falcons, is also going to be capable of winning the Super Bowl. Seahawks just beat the Eagles last night. It was exactly. At, at their place. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cra- crazy league can happen. Anything can happen. Crazy I mean, mm-hmm. you, can, you can get beat by anybody. Matt Ryan said it yesterday. You can, any, anyone can jump up on you and, and teach you a lesson real quick. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Wentz last night didn't think he would fumble the ball going across. The, the fumbles happen. You don't think it's ever going to happen. You mm-hmm. think you're you're rock solid in the way you handle the football, and you don't give give anything away. Then it just then they then it comes in like like a, like a shower, like three four you know fumbles in one game from the from the most unlikely people. It just happens. That's sports. Passes get picked off. Whoever we play, we're going to have to have a different <laughs> game game plan. While well, passes do get picked off, don't they? Um, Once in a while, it happens though. Yeah, this it isn't happens. this isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Okay, just <laughs> so clear. So true. I I, I just think that uh, anything can happen at any time. You can win a game, you know, three nothing. Still counts as a win. A lot of people are going to dice that up and say, well, you know, where's the offense? Where's the defense? It doesn't matter. You win them. You just find ways to win them. We're finding ways to win games. Um, offense is picking up, and we're going through some decent defenses now with that offense, establishing longer drives. You know, you run the clock down, you wear defenses out when they come back out on the field, they're worn out. That means, well, we can, we got another three and a half, four minute drive to end the game because you probably wore the defense down quite a bit in the third quarter. They just don't have any stop in them. So, I, I mean, you can just look at it however you want and you can make stats look and feel however, however you want to make them feel. But, um, bottom line is if you have people that can go out there and execute, and make plays and make that big throw to Thielen coming across the middle for that extra first down there at the end of the game to mm-hmm. end it and take a knee. I mean, then that's that's the sign of a player. Two players hooking up to make uh, to make that first down. And they don't they didn't drop the, he didn't drop the ball. It wasn't thrown over his head. It was an easy pass. He didn't just like launch it. So we got players making plays. That's all there is to it. Steve, here's the deal. Since the bye week, this team has come back and at every turn we've said this is a test. Last year, you came out of the bye and you lost. And so he said, okay, now you're going to Washington. Win that game. They won that game. Then you played the Rams, who at the time I said is the best team that you played all year. I think both teams were 7-2 and two going into that game. And you said, okay, let's see it. You beat the Rams. They gave up a touchdown and nothing else and scored 27 points. Four days later, they came back and played the identical game they played last year, Thanksgiving Day, in Detroit, which is never an easy place to play on Thanksgiving, at least recently, and you won that game. And yesterday, to date, I think you played your most difficult game of the season, and you laid down a damn blueprint for how you can win in the playoffs. So I guess, I guess, Steve, my point is this. All I can focus on is the home team in, in this case. I can't worry about the rest of the league right now. But when you look at the Vikings and when you look at every difficult thing, every challenge that you've said, prove it, they have proven it. So it's very hard now to come back and say, well, but if you lose at Carolina next weekend, now you're in trouble. Yeah. So yep. I am going to give, until this team proves me wrong, and they very well might, and this has happened before, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they passed every single test we've given them. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Earlier in the show, Mike, before you got here, 
Phil was really trying hard to get Judd to, to apologize. I don't remember exactly what the topic was. I uh, meant that he was wrong about I, something. I told after the season last year, even though the Vikings had a bad finish to the season, I told Judd, Mike Zimmer is one of the five best head coaches right. in the NFL, mostly because he has the ability to create top defenses every stop he's been. You can hang your hat on that. He's above 500 with terrible circumstances, quarterbacks injured, blah, blah, blah. And Judd laughed me out of the studio last offseason wow. hey, and ref- refuses to apologize. A to refusal me. to apologize, <clears throat> a refusal to possibly admit that he, in fact, was wrong. Let's do it this way. I know, Star, you've been on Team Case for quite a while now. You've been supporting mm-hmm. the young man. Meanwhile, Phil and Judd have been drug into that end of the pool, kicking, screaming, holding their nose, and now they just can't get away from it. I want to know, boys, do you feel a little foolish? Do you feel there was an apology in order, perhaps for not having the hashtag faith, perhaps for having the refusal to believe (laughs) in case, and even in some cases calling for that guy with the two gloves? Uh, careful, yeah. There is it's only like, one time. It's almost, almost a dollar. It should be fifty cents right there. Almost, That's a fifty almost. cents. There's his number. Well, there's right my five dollar bill. His number is that you guy, son of a. You know guy. what? Well, you already made off, made off with my five dollar yeah, bill. Well, you know. Uh, there's o- there's only one place that I issue apologies on a regular basis. That's at my home. Uh, so I do, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for one second, especially especially when the guidance on the discussion of this topic, I'm not sure how Phil feels about this, has been led by none other than the head coach of the Vikings. Mike Zimmer's the guy. If Mike Zimmer had closed the door, this discussion about Case and you know the other quarterback would have been dead a while ago. But Mike Zimmer, up until last week, continues to talk about the guy who wears two gloves. And as long as he's going to do that, I'm not going to dismiss the conversation. So you're not having your own opinions, then? You're letting Mike Zimmer form your own opinions? Is that what I'm hearing? I oh, am taking wow. a top five. MVP I'm taking, candidate, Judd. I'm, I'm taking I a love top, when Judd hides behind MVP that. MVP candidate I'm at this take, point. I'm taking a top five coach in the league. I'm not hiding. I am paying respect <laughs> to him. This is a top five coach we're talking about, okay? Reigning player of the month. <laughs> I love the way I love the way you spin the, the Zimmer thing, too. Where you, you instead of saying, you know what, Phil, yeah, your your instinct on Mike Zimmer was right. You say, no, I was right. He's I am cor- Judd because I, he had to correct ever. some things. Best quarterback ever. Uh, Fantastic no, no, quarterback. Now stop pointing the the, uh, the light on Judd now. Phil, you go ahead. Sure. In fact, I'm going to roll up my sleeves here, Star, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to put my hands together. And I'm going to tell you, as as a guy who's been on the Case Keenum bandwagon, yep. that would be you since day one. Day one. I apologize for doubting wow. Case Keenum. How about this? That was a big moment right there. You were correct. Wow. Now, I'll I'll throw a yeah but in there. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not not ready to give the guy a three year contract extension for $60 million. I'm long term, I I need to survey the landscape here. Short term, I didn't think he was going to play this well for 10 games. And uh, you were much more high on he was than I was two months ago. (laughs) And I apologize for being wrong about Case Keenum's ability to sustain this performance. I appreciate it. Uh, and I also accept your apology. Us, so that makes one that, of us that, That's a good thing. That wasn't so you're, hard, you're really. Bit, you're a big enough man to do that. Um, Keenum, has, Keenum has, has has deserved it. I mean, he's earned it, actually. He didn't, you don't really deserve anything. You have to earn it. And he's done that. He's gone out there and, and made everyone a believer, I think. And uh, at this point, I mean, who's, who's going to really question him at this point? I mean, he's done every single thing they've asked him to do. And 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 then some because you've got a coach that 
isn't willing to give it to him. Not and he gets no ringing endorsements from Mike Zimmer, and that probably is what keeps him on, on track. You know, there's probably some psychology in that, where it's that other guy that we dressed now that stands on the bench with number five with his helmet on, with his helmet on, it's like towing, to, towing the, chin, the white stripe and the of the strap is done. Both snaps are done, on and the he's chin. like constantly warming yeah. up, and he's constantly with two gloves, with two gloves, and. I don't know. I mean, he's played his best football since that kind of pressure was was put on him too. So, over over seventy percent of his of his passes are completed now over the last four five games, four games anyway. It's incredible. It's a big number, and I think the quarterback rating over that same time frame, when that other quarterback has been on the sideline and the extra pressure has been uh, been mounting for him, is that he has answered to that. Uh, for people wondering why won't you say the other quarterback's name, we have deemed the Mackey and Judd show a, and I'll I'll say it now because I'm explaining it, a Teddy free zone for the entire week. It's uh, that's fine. That sounds good to me. It, it's the, there's no conversation for this season anymore, and so it's a dollar for every time you violate the rule. Wow. Let's do question three. Let's explore the space on the other side of this. We got superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us, uh, Mackey and Judd watching a 55 inch TCL 4K Roku TV in which Ben McAdoo is featured prominently because he just got fired from the Giants. And the one thing I don't like about the 4K TV with the four times the picture quality of your uh, standard 1080p TV is you can see way too much of Ben McAdoo's mustache. I mean, it's almost, we almost need to go to 3K. I mean, 4K, it's the, the, the screen is too crystal clear when I'm seeing the little specks on the upper lip of Ben McAdoo. It's kind of creepy, but these are the best sports-watching TVs you're going to find on the market. There's a reason why TCL has exploded across the world as one of the best and uh, brightest TV brands and why it's America's fastest-growing TV brand. And With the built-in Roku, you get access without an external device or extra cords to 4,000-plus streaming channels and 450,000-plus movies, TV show episodes. Find out what the rest of the world is experiencing with these TCL TVs, especially if you're a sports fan, TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. Mackie and Judd are back. Okay, let's not scare the children. On 1500 ESPN. Man, that sure was a tough twin season. Yeah, there's always next year, boys. I still love the ball club. It's the 103rd loss of the year. The team has been smelling, the fans have been yelling, Christ, I need a beer. It's the 103rd loss of the year. It's the crap, crappiest season of all. We can't stop the bleeding from all of these beatings, we're losing them all. It's the crap, crappiest season of all. In the games we are hosting, the players are coasting and just showing up for the dough. The fans tell us stories and tales of the glories of World Series long, long ago. It's the 103rd loss of the year. Buxton looks iffy, Miguel's gotten squishy, now Bruno's not here. It's the 103rd loss of the year. 
Yes, Songs by the U-Log. That's from, I believe, Volume 2, Songs by the U-Log. Yes, correct. Very much so. Volume 3, we will unveil song by song starting on Monday. That's one of my favorites right there. Last year, I, I love it. Every time I hear that song, I just well up a little bit. Little, that's a up-temp- up-tempo uh, holiday yeah, favorite star. I, I kind of do something uh, to keep me in the holiday spirit whenever I hear mm-hmm. one of those. I, I like, I'll that. like put chestnuts in the microwave. Hmm. Instead of roasting, I just want to get them. No, that here. sounds very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. good. It takes yeah. for when you, the open fire thing, it just takes too long. Sick yeah. of it. Put them in the microwave. Yeah, just microwave them. Mm-hmm. And don't let Rudolph play in any games. None. Yeah. Not Kyle. Okay. Especially Kyle after he's been play. drinking. He can still play. He can play. Oh. Dave, uh, question number three. Yeah, Fire first away. Friday in June every year is National Donut Day, and there are donuts coming out our ears every single year. Everybody's bringing boxes of donuts. It's ridiculous. Well, today is apparently National Cookie Day, Yum. and I have seen nary a cookie around here. Nobody's bringing cookies. Right? I feel like cookies are not getting enough respect, so let's do this. Now, humans compete. We like rankings. Phil and Judd rank them on 1500 ESPN. Tell the people what the top three cookies are that they should have brought in here. Holiday cookies are included in the list. You can give me but. I am forbidding you to say chocolate chip because that's an easy number one on anybody's list, and you say otherwise, you shouldn't be here. Uh, all right. Wow. That's. I mean, I, it depends, there's so no many trouble. different types of chocolate chip no cookies, trouble, but yeah. we can, if we're leaving it off the list, that's yep. fine. One, two. Number three. Uh, number three, I'm going to have to go with, uh, is it the Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies? Those little like chocolate mint flavor. Yeah, you can just, it. once you open cool. up a box of those, it is lights out and nap time. Number two. Uh, number two, I would say, in general, sandwich cookies, but if I have to be specific, I'll say... Just the classic double stuff Oreo oh, sandwich cookie. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, always, always good. Number one. And this might not be a crowd favorite in this room. I don't care. I'm standing by my opinion here that oatmeal raisin, even if chocolate chip was on the board, would be the number one cookie. Is that your one? Yep. It would be even if chocolate chip was on the board. Yep. I'll go quick because wow. that's my one as well. Oatmeal raisin's number outstanding. One. Wow. Yes. That's outstanding. Russian tea cake is my three. Coconut macaroon is my two. That's a horrible coconut macaroon. And and Russian tea cake. That's not even American. And Russian tea cake. I found it on Wikipedia, all considered cookies, so take that, Harrigan. Oh, I hope you can educate him, Morris, because that's not a good list. we got 30 seconds Uh, left for starting. I I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with this. The old Nutter Butter peanut butter sandwich cookie. Uh, That's a a pretty good one as well. And then I think you can run with... um, Now, I used to eat a whole pack of Oreo cookies uh, after I ate a whole pack of hot dogs on their own. No buns. (laughs) And so I'm I'm gonna go with just the play. You said double. I like the I like more cookie content than stuff. Oh, you do. Yeah. So I'd rather stay with just the single or the original Oreo, right and then yeah, and then I think okay, probably wow. my first. I'm gonna double up on this one though. Uh, Pepperidge Farm makes a a double chocolate Milano cookie, and with a glass of milk, that is pretty pretty close to to heaven. You, wow. can see it, you can see it from there. Dim the lights a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've done special that. experience. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I don't think I want to know anymore, but then then I roast my chestnuts. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, we got to go. We're done. All right, we're back tomorrow. Vet line on demand. Go find it.